Hi, and welcome to For the Love of Brentford. This is a bonus episode with the full interview between myself, Sila, Risha from Community Living Brant, and Taylor from Belonging Brant. To explore one of the possible futures of Brantford, I spoke with Risha and Taylor about assets-based community development and how individuals and organizations are working to improve their communities. Could you please introduce yourselves? Sure. Um, So I'm Risha Burke, and I am one of the directors of Community Development and Supports with Community Living Brand. Um, Community Living Brand is an agency that serves Brantford and Brantford. County. Um, Our goal is to help the folks that we support, which are adults with developmental disabilities, um, to have a great life. We try and do that through a variety of different ways. Um, We have employment supports, of course, we have 24-hour accommodations and supported community community supports, um, just helping people to get connected in community, build relationships, um, find meaning, and we, we try to do that with a real individualized focus. We also are the earlier center. I should always say that, make sure I, I plug. We're one of the, the three partners with the city that provide that. Um, so meeting the developmental needs of, of folks in community. And, and one of the ways that we do our work, sort of a, a, a thread that winds through is the use of assets-based community development. And that's something that we've been really committed to over the last number of years. And then how that has led us to our involvement with belonging brand. So maybe I'll pass that over to Taylor to take it from there. Awesome. Thanks, Risha. Um, so my name is Taylor Burzens. My pronouns are she and her. I guess first and foremost, I'm a human of Brantford. I've lived here for most of my life. And I like to say that I have over a decade of community organizing experience, particularly in this community. Um, I'm currently coordinating the project Risha mentioned called Belonging Brant. This is a project that's funded by the Ontario Trillium Foundation. Um, and like Risha mentioned, it was won, the grant was won by Community Living. Um, yeah, and folks were really eager to kind of explore and examine the crisis of loneliness in our community and to figure out how um, asset-based community development might be a tool to tend to that. Um, Yeah, and to find new ways to organize citizens around the concept of belonging. For me, one of the ways that we're doing that is to organize and help support citizen-led social groups. Uh, So we've got a bunch up and running right now. Uh, We have a pen pal group. We have a group about raising butterflies. We have a monthly drum circle. Um, We have community drop-in spaces called A Place to Be. We have a a grief circle and a Spanish language group and a few more that will be coming coming to the world soon. So that's pretty exciting. Uh, you both mentioned community a lot throughout your introductions. Could you share what your vision for community in the city of Brantford is? From Community Living Brant's perspective and my own personal perspective, I'm really hoping for Brantford to be a place where everyone knows um, and has an opportunity to share their gift. So knowing what your gift is, knowing what your passions and your interests are and an opportunity to, to give that gift. So that's, that's, I think a really important piece and a really critical element as well of assets-based community development. You know, when I'm thinking about people in, in their gifts, a community where everybody is seen, I think is, is a, a really cool thing to be working towards. So, so often folks are, and at the margins of community and a place where everyone is seen for who they are um, and the gifts that they have to give is really critical. And I think that really leans into the notion of citizenship, which is really part of our, our values and principles 
um, with community living, moving from a place of inclusion, um, which is something that I think we're all, we all should be doing is providing inclusive community, but moving to a place of belonging um, from inclusion to belonging is, it's, I think, a significant step. And that's a real, a goal for us um, for, for this particular community and, and to figure out what community living brand's role is to helping to create that, that kind of space for, for people to be citizens, full citizenship, where there's lots of reciprocity back and forth, the give and the take in community. I feel like I just want to echo so much of what you just said, Risha. Oh my goodness. Yeah, similarly, my vision and I think belonging brand's vision for community is really, uh, like you said, moving beyond inclusion and towards a just future that really enfranchises belonging. Um, I think in this work, that really means cultivating some more grassroots connection and, and what I like to call community care and what has been called community care. Um, and also mutual aid. Yeah, for me too, it's also about creating better access to things like joy and play and creating more enriching and meaningful social connections. I feel like this really requires us to get to know each other. It requires us to get to know the assets in our community, the important places in our neighborhoods. Um, and it also requires us to know our neighbors, to rally together and to really connect um, and lean into the power of collaboration. Like Risha said, um, this means that we really need to see each other. And, and that means our humanity and our diverse lived experiences. Yeah, and I really believe that it is those like textured experiences that we all come to the table with. And then also the exchange of the knowledges that come from like admiring and celebrating and honoring those differences that really makes us stronger. There's like a quote that I really love from Audre Lorde that I often think of um, just when I'm examining questions like this. And it's, without community, there is no liberation, but community must not mean a shedding of our differences. And I think that's, that's really important to keep in mind uh, moving through this work and definitely plays into my vision for community in Brantford. Both of you have touched on this a little bit, but what are CLB and Belonging Brant doing to work towards this vision that you have for community? Well, I think um, at Community Living Brand, we're, we're definitely really committed to collaboration and partnership in community. So knowing that um, we cannot, you know, we cannot be all things to all people. And so working together with folks from all walks, um, agencies from all different stripes and, and sort of focus is, is really critical to the work that we do. Obviously, a real commitment to digging into citizen-led work for folks we support, that means an opportunity to share gifts, being part of, you know, I just tell a short story. I, when I first came to Brantford to work um, with CLB, I was at a, a, a collaborative meeting and people were introducing themselves. And I said, I was from Community Living Brant and someone said, oh, why are you here? Um, not really being able to see maybe, you know, I think we often work in silos and maybe what, what would it be that I might contribute or what, might we get out of this? So it's like a, a great, healthy, vibrant, resilient community is a great place for everybody. And so we have a role and responsibility to be part of contributing to building building that. And I, you know, the work of that committee, is, in fact, is, um, is all about health equity. And I think, you know, during the pandemic in particular, um, we've seen a heightened, just a heightened state of, of seeing the the divide in our community in, in between those who have lots and those who, who don't have as much. Um, and that's concerning for me um, in thinking about the divide. Yeah, we're really all about building, 
you know, building those bridges and, and trying to figure out to build community capacity for us to work together. And um, during this particular moment in time, after this great pause that we've all been taking together, um, you know, just to ask the questions around, around what have we been learning and how can we build build together, um, but know that there is an equity. I just want to, I think it's important to be able to say that out loud so that we can all face that and, and address those things together. So yeah, not shying away from the things that are difficult. I think it's part of what we need to do, but we need to do that together. And then to lean into our gifts to in the citizen action to, to create change. Amazing. Yeah. So many of those things. And I think um, just to kind of build off that, that that leaning in, um, asking the really tricky questions and, and doing that hard work, I think for Belonging Brant, that also shows up as being okay to get weird um, and like granting a lot of permission around that, uh, meeting community and, and folks in neighborhoods exactly where they're at and, and having no expectations beyond that. For us, that sometimes looks like pop-ups where we show up and ask you really strange questions um, just to kind of get a better sense of what's going on in our communities and what the assets are and what people really love about this community um, and their neighborhoods and their neighbors. Yeah, one of the questions that um, I find really lingers with folks and is particularly challenging to answer is what does belonging feel like to you? Um, I really like to ask that to folks and it often is met with people saying, well, wow, that is a weird question. And it sure is. <laughs> but yeah, we're up to a ton of weird stuff. Uh, we're really into asking those tricky questions. And I think another tool that we use is repetition. We like to just show up over and over and over again and really get to know folks that way. So I think those are some of the, some of the processes and tools we're using to, to cultivate that vision. I think that repetition piece is something we also follow is like, if you show up, people will start to recognize who you are, uh, which kind of brings me to my next question. What's one thing you see changing for people connected to community? I thought a lot about this, this question, actually, and just uh, pondering it. And again, you know, some, I think, you know, what is your community that you're connected to is I, I thought about as well. There's so many different parts of community and different groups of folks Again, for some people, it is just a, you know, a heightened state of um, inequity for, for them, but also, you know, such a vulnerability around, around seeking um, help um, for some, and even for some who, you know, who have lots. I think we were part of a project called um, Humans of Branch, and we asked people what they were learning through the pandemic. And it was really, I went back actually in preparing for today's conversation to look at some of the the, the things that people shared with us and it was um, about vulnerability. So I, I'm, I'm thinking lots about, about how people realized that they needed people. There was, yeah, just a great quote that I realized I needed people more than I thought I did. I didn't actually think I liked people, but it turns out I need them. And I think for people across community, maybe, you know, they've been disconnected from community and, and seeing the need for that, but also yeah, just for those who have been connecting, I love the play that I've seen, um, the playfulness around um, and the hospitality shown to neighbors um, and the creativity, you know, as, as government and, and social services pulled back um, in community and, and citizens were left to sort things out a little bit. You know, we some of us, we had to, because of risk management and all the things, had to step back and figure things out and, and get to core businesses. I think it's been really amazing and inspirational to see, yeah, the creative play from, from porches and, um, you know, seeing right now some cool stuff happening in Eagle Place around chalking 
in your walk um, and just reaching out with outreach kits, uh, all sorts of like just a kindness boxes and little free libraries, just all the amazing, playful, fun things that people have been up to. People, again, I think people are exploring their gifts and their passions and their interests. And I love how people have been informally connecting together. That's a super positive change that I think I've seen. Just in listening to you, Risha, so many of the big words that came up um, like during COVID that really struck me in particular, like words like languish, or this was my first time learning about touch starvation. So what does it mean to not be able to hug your friends or your family and, and just experiences of heightened and exacerbated isolation? Being involved in a project where the work is to examine and try to rupture loneliness, I think this is like a particularly heavy time to be exploring that. We're meeting folks whose social connections were were ruptured by the pandemic or deeply impacted. And then we've met other folks who just, they, they never had that. And those experiences are so, so much more heightened just in the current moment. Anything for me, it's super idyllic, um, but once people uh, begin to get connected to community, there's this kind of really big ooey gooeyness that comes with a sense of belonging, like those good, good vibes from being known and for that being okay for you to arrive exactly as you are and um, for that to be not just tolerated or included, but to be like truly accepted and celebrated. Um, and I think in that, in being known and, and being a part of community, um, it opens so much, so many doors for your own personal agency. You feel better about asking for help or asking for care or, you know, needing social intimacy and connection with other folks. And, and it's okay to ask for that or to recognize your need in that. It cultivates more access to a more agentic life and it gives you more space for self-care because you can ask and rely on more people for the things you need. It gives you space to choose as well. I think that belonging to community also offers choice, kind of like a choose your own adventure sort of thing and it helps us move beyond precarity in so many ways. Yeah, there's so much value that comes from being known and I think that that it also offers like a genuine not transactional um, experience. And I, that's the kind of change I see moving from something that's like transactional and, and rooted in hierarchy to a space that is more, um, I, I think in plants, so rhizomatic. I think of little rhizome bulbs all the time or horizontal um, exchanges of power. And yeah, that's what I would, I would see as the change that comes from connecting to community. I love that like disruption of structure that we currently see and seeing a new kind of structure starting to form. Uh, so finally, if people like what they hear about the work that CLB and Belonging Brand are doing, how can they get involved? I'll just really quickly say um, with CLB, you can obviously reach out to us by email or through any of our social media channels. But I'll, I'll leave it to Taylor to tell you about the many ways that you can get connected to Belonging Brand. Yeah. So I think first and foremost for Belonging Brand, um, you can find us on social media. We're pretty active on Facebook and Instagram, working on becoming more active on Twitter. And you can find us on YouTube also through the Asset-Based Community Development Symposium. Uh, I know that's many words, but we have a lot of really cool videos from um, a symposium we hosted uh, with different community organizations and groups and people in March. Um, so yep, we're also on YouTube. 
Uh, you can email us, belongingbrant at gmail.com. We have a podcast, which is on all of the major podcast hosts. So you can find us on Spotify, Google, Apple. Um, and again, that's just Belonging Brant. You can also join a group or start a group. We're here just to like bounce ideas off of. So we'd be happy to hear from you. And you can also attend drop-in programming that we host. Um, it's just like an open space, community-led. There's um, one online and one uh, starting up in person. They're called A Place to Be. You can find those if you search on Facebook as well. Thank you to our guests from Community Living Brant and Belonging Brant, Risha Burke and Taylor Burzins. Thank you for listening to this episode of For the Love of Brantford. You can find all the episodes at brantfordlibrary.ca slash FLB. This will include show notes where we list references, share images, and provide resources to continue your exploration of Brantford. We would love to hear from you if you have a question. Just fill out a form on our website. This podcast is a partnership with the Eagle Place Community Association, the Brant Historical Society, and the Brantford Public Library. Your hosts are Mandy Samwell, Nathan Etherington, and Zila Ozols. For more information about the podcast, visit brantfordlibrary.ca slash FLB.